This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, not here. Shay Cornette, Bart Scott, and Cassidy Hubbard this year as well. ESPN NBA reporter joining us on set, giving the Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Hi, Cassidy. I, can't, I still can't get over that stare. Oh, what up? That stare is almost as good of, <laughs> of, a, of, a, of, of a gif as your can't wait. Uh, no doubt. <laughs> hey, that, yeah, this, we call that the ice grill. I mean, how many people come up to you just on a daily basis and just go in your face like, can't wait? I I just left Atlanta. I I got it all day. Like, come on, man. I'm glad they're saying can't wait with with the mask on now because can't just projectiles. It's right in your face. Uh, Cassidy, so happy to have you here um, to talk a little NBA uh, finals that Bart was hating on earlier. uh, Seriously, I was staying silent. I was staying silent. Because I was trying to save it for the show. Save it for the show. Phoenix. In Milwaukee, yeah. He's, Come on now. No, no, I know. Now. Oh, I'm doing it since oh. I'm like, I'm tired. sorry. I'm sorry. What is it? What time is it? But it's seven, seven o'clock. I'm sorry. Are we really having when, that? This is not a good final. No, it is. But what I'm saying is, going into it, we was like, nah. okay. But that's not that's it's, going it's, into it's, it. We are in it. Right. Let's be in it. Let's be okay, in it, game by game. Okay, victim. And say that this is been basketball wise, game to game. This has been a fantastic NBA Finals, and if you're just if you're game saying, three made it, if you're saying game that this three made the Finals, you've decided already. Oh, the Suns, the Bucks, not sexy. Where's LeBron? Like that's what, what's that's the, what's just the least lazy. sexy final no, that not, there been? What's the least fi- sexy finals that have there been? Was it was it was it like um, Houston and and no. and. You're doing the narrative now again with the Michael Jordan thing. Stop. Let it go. Be in the moment. Listen to Cassidy. I mean, who's be in the moment? Let's be happy here. I'm a Pistons fan. Tap tap through and through, baby. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Bad boys. All right. We need some. There are going to be some people who argue that 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 championship wasn't you know as thrilling as. See, but it's like it was like David versus Goliath. And David won again, right? Because they unseated. Carl Malone was trying to steal a, and Gary Payton was trying to steal a championship. We Can got we? two superstars, okay, in two different places in their prime. If we want to talk about narratives, um, but both trying to build legacies with Chris Paul, like at 36, looking to see if he can, you know, doesn't fulfill whatever type of narrative there is about That's his. That's the best thing going. Like, listen, I'm, as I said, my, is my, name, is, my, my name is Buck Nasty. I'm a, I'm a hater by nature. Yes. And the fact to watch Chris Paul melt away and, and, and lose another series when this is his best opportunity is the best storyline going. The best like, story. Can, can I, can you I really get this back either. on track? Let's okay, get this okay, back okay, on track. Okay. Yeah, let's get this back on track. He's What's the track? He'll take us, like, all the way off What's the rails. Track? Like, I'm you fine. see where he's going? <laughs> no. I got to steer this thing back, back where we're going. Um, okay, let's start with this because we've talked a lot about Giannis and what he's been able to accomplish over this entire series. Um, but especially, I feel like, later in these NBA playoffs. And the thing that we talked about earlier that a lot of people are saying on social media is that Giannis doesn't get the credit that he deserves from stars in the NBA, from NBA Twitter. We could go on and on. Do you agree with that? Do you think he doesn't get the flowers that he deserves? 
I mean, what do you want? For, to, I mean, what do people want him to get right now? Like, we talked, I talked about this with Alan and Key. Like, what are we, are we basing this whole narrative on one comment from James Harden, what, three years ago, um, that he doesn't get his the, the credit he deserves? Um, are we, you know, reading too much into LeBron sitting courtside and he has one horse in the race and that's Chris Paul, a dude that he basically grew yeah. up with? Like, that's – like, well, I mean, because I, I think a lot of people, like, put so much stock into – you know LeBron James and like and and who like who he's tweeting about, but he actually just... like one of his best friends is playing in this series, so he's going to root for Chris Paul. Um, yeah, I didn't even care that he was that that was said like that had nothing then, to do then, with it. I but... mean, when, then I'm just trying to think of like where so, is this coming from? Where, where, Where's where, the genesis where, of he doesn't get enough? Where where support? it comes from? Where it comes from? Where Luca has does something crazy? You got all you got an array of of, of athletes. All together, tweeting about man, that was crazy, right? And, and and they're 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 talking about how great the performance was, right? When you when you look at some of the other stars, when Giannis, the the three performances that Giannis has have has been legendary, right? It puts him in rarefied air. Yeah, I mean back to back forties, right? You know the fact that he was able to come back and answer the bell when nobody thought that he was going to be available for game one and game two, and not only was he available, he played very very well, and now he's playing at a whole nother level. But nobody's like talking about it. And I think it's because of the fact that. He's not he's not part of a crew, right? He don't have a crew, right? When LeBron asks him to come train with him, he's like, no, no, I'm good, right? He's a guy that goes back to to Greece in the offseason. He's not a guy that goes and plays in some of these programs. He's not at the Rucker. He's not at the the uh, Miami League. He's not out there out west. He's not the Drew League. Right. No, he's look, not look the Drew th- I mean, but the bigger thing is that he wasn't playing with them in AAU. I mean, right. he didn't pick up a basketball right. until age 13. Right. He was selling trinkets on the street of Greece. I mean, he has one of the most like. Uh, just improbable stories. I mean, in a league where you know Cinderella stories, there's a bunch of them. He's right. one of he, he's so that's one of the point. most um, magical, if you right. will. But I think your comparison to Luca, like yes, a lot of players. Again, LeBron giving him a you know um, saying that he wanted him to join him on um, the LeBron brand. Like I think that was like a little nod to him that maybe right. people are pulling from. But overall, like when you look at Giannis, he's a two-time MVP. Yeah. He's a one win away from winning the finals. I think there's a little bit, there's a bit of a difference between what Giannis is doing, solidifying himself as one of the, you know, the greatest in the game, if he can pull this off and continue to build out at age 26. And he's already saying 10, 12 years, I I, want to be competing at this level. And then compared to Luca, who hasn't, doesn't have an MVP, hasn't sniffed, you know, like, real playoff run there's a little bit of a difference between like players rallying around that um but I also think it just comes down to to your point like he's not as he doesn't have a crew his crew is his brother he told LeBron I'm brothers yeah yeah he told LeBron I'm good and who tells the king that right because usually that's the seal of approval when you have the most popular person in the league saying hey come work out with me let's be seen together and he's like I'm good and as someone who voted for Giannis last year over LeBron and we all saw LeBron in the bubble not happy about not winning MVP like he feels like he should have won MVP um you know over Giannis a few times I feel like it's not just LeBron who does doesn't always give Giannis's credit. Like you could argue yeah. this weekend on social media when all this is going on with Giannis in the finals and what he's been able to accomplish, the alley oop, the block, whatever it is, all these you different You saw people plays, talk about the block. But 
You did, but I feel like you saw equal amount of people talking about Space Jam 2 and LeBron. Like, it's not only just, like, what the king speaks. It's also what, you know, I guess NBA Twitter, maybe they don't give him the same kind of, you know, respect. I, I don't know I the right word. I haven't seen a lot of the – I mean, I, I yeah. made this point with Alan and, and Key. Like, I haven't really seen a lot of traffic outside of John Morant of, like, players. And whether it be, like, guys are busy with the Olympic team. Right. You know, if this is what we're basing it off of, of, like, who's tweeting about this series, I just – I don't – I'm not gathering like people going off about Devin yeah. Booker, who's a dude that like a lot of guys like mess yeah. with. That he's 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 a player that everyone has respect for as far as across the league. So I'm just I guess I'm just not buying into this yeah. narrative. No, and maybe I'm not you. feeding like feeding this conversation, and maybe that's that's my uh, contribution. I feel you, and it's like, what are we looking at? Like for yeah. people to speak out. Publicly, that's what I'm saying. Like you keep a Twitter. Right. Like what are we? What are and we? And that's exactly... why I keep inserting LeBron's name, even though I don't really right. feel yeah. great about it. But it, it, I mean, he he is the barometer because he's been the face and voice of the league for so yeah. long. Okay. okay, I'm just talking about athletes in general, and it's weird, right? When when I look at Giannis, right, I feel like, and it's changing during this series. I feel like I'm looking at an athlete playing basketball, right, opposed to a basketball player that's athletic. And I think some of the guys in the purest of the league appreciate the skill set of a Kevin Durant and Luke and what he's able to do, and they feel and so they give him more credit than yeah. what Giannis deserves. Giannis is learning the game, right? Mm-hmm. And he, he is, it's not pretty, right? He, he's almost like Shaq was, right, where he's just so much physically talented than the other people that he's going against that people don't get – you know, that's why I think the whole thing with the whole KD, don't compare me to him thing was all about, right? Because, you know, KD is a guy that's superior, you know, when it comes to the skills, all parts of it, dribbling, handling, shooting, right? And, and people look at Giannis, he's like, man, this is just a guy that's long, fast, and he's able just to run and dunk, right? And I think when he asks – He's so much skill what right, he's right. doing, but, but, though. But it's, yeah. like, it's, like, oh, it's like how people, I think, felt like sometimes about Wilt Chamberlain, right? Yeah. When, when, Wilt, when it comes about who's the greatest center of all time, Wilt really wouldn't be there, right? People, I think, appreciated the Kame Olajuwon. That's why I think people are so infatuated with the skill set of Joel Embiid, right? Because of what he's able to do and the skill set, you know, from the purest. Yeah. All right, we got a lot more hoops to get to, but we do got to take a break. Um, this week, training camp begins. We're going to pivot to football. We're going to come back to the NBA Finals. You're going to stick around, right, Cassie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's going to stay here. Uh, so will the training camp include the reigning MVP? Will it include the next MVP? We're going to discuss that next. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Everyone is wondering what breaking moves the Blazers will make this offseason. Will they trade Damian Lillard or get him the help he deserves in Portland? Breaking Moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to LinkedIn.com slash sports. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus... Their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online 
designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Uh, apparently it's not all about the Benjamins, though, for that guy, Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. We are not Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We instead are Bart Scott and Shea Cornette. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning. It's a Monday. A lot to get to, but top of the week, start of training camp for NFL teams. Yeah. And so we're looking ahead to this upcoming season. And I, I don't know about you, Bart, but I feel like for me, when I was covering NFL teams, um, it felt like when training camp started, it like football never slowed down. It was like the, the unofficial yeah. begin to it all. Is that how it felt like for you? Oh, absolutely. And it's like crazy, right? Because it's like time stops a little bit as well. Cause you get there and you're like, Oh man, you're doing all these, all these uh, practices and you're tired, you're icing. And you look up and it's like, it's been seven days. Yeah. It's like, man, I feel like I've been here forever. <laughs> like you know a month. And you're been... usually in like a dorm somewhere yeah. so I don't I mean I don't know how exactly it was for you but that's how I felt like it was like somewhere in the middle of nowhere oh yeah Cortland yeah, yeah. Westminster yeah. exactly it's yeah so unofficial start for football season is this week and so let's bring in Dan Graziano ESPN NFL insider joins us on the Goodyear hotline good morning to you Dan and so as we talk about the start to training camp and things starting to lift off you got to talk about Aaron Rodgers Packers report on July 27th yet this week two teams do report and so how important and critical is this week for A-Rod well, I, I think it's vital because if they're reporting next week if there's going to be a discussion between Aaron Rodgers and the Packers that lands with him being their quarterback this year, it's going to probably have to at least start this week. If people get back from vacation this week and start to set up what's happening when, when the report date happens in training camp. So I think the team and the player in this case have to get together at least one more time and say, hey, what can we do to get you – uh, to be our quarterback this year for one more, even if it's only for one more year. And I think in the case of Aaron Rodgers, you mentioned it's not about money and never has been since the start. I think what it is for Rodgers is he's trying to gain some control over the ending of his career, writing his own ending, so to speak. And I think if there's a, if there's a way for the Packers to adjust his contract so that he knows how much longer he's going to be there, whether that's only one year, two years, whatever it is, then I think that probably gets them a little bit down the road toward getting him in a position where he can come back and play for them for however long that is. But I think what what bothering him is that they took that control away from him when they went and drafted Jordan Love in the first round last year. And it seems like that's a a big part of what's annoying him and what's keeping him away this offseason. Dan, assuming that he doesn't show up, right, that he's going to try and see this thing through until he gets something that's favorable for him, when is the next time where we're going to see maybe them come together, right? Because let's just say they're going to try and see what they have in Jordan Love. When's the next time they're going to come together or the leverage starts to go back in Rodgers' uh, favor? Well, I think if, if he doesn't show for the start of training camp, which is, of course, possible. I mean, Bart, I think you know, I mean, a lot of these guys don't, don't necessarily want to be there for the entire <laughs> training camp anyway, even if, they are, even if they're under contract and happy with their team. So, you know, I think a couple of weeks into training camp would be another time where they would say, look, and this is getting serious now, we need you here if, if um, we're going to get you ready for the season with everybody else. So I would say probably like the second week of August would be an inflection point. And then if not, then the start of the season, certainly. I mean, he could certainly come in and say, hey, I know the offense, et cetera. 
Uh, and then you look ahead to the trading deadline at the end of October, early November. And at that point, if the Packers decide, hey, they're out of it and they need to get some picks back, maybe they look into trading him at that point. To this point, they have not indicated. And in fact, they've strongly indicated the opposite. They, they do not want to trade him. Uh, so th- that's their leverage, and his is, is sitting out. No, well, no, I'm not talking about this till October. It's not happening. <laughs> like, no, I'm, I'm ending that right now. Uh, talking to Dan Graziano yeah, right yeah, now. It's great for the offseason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, ESPN NFL Insider is joining us on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, Bart Scott, Shea Cornette, uh, along for the ride. Okay, Graz, let's, let's switch gears. Let's go to the Cowboys here because they do start training camp this week. And so – Cowboys made all kinds of move this offseason. They changed their coaching staff up a little bit, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And so what is the biggest obstacle for the Cowboys as they approach the unofficial start to the football season? Well, yeah, I mean, you hit on it. It's the defense, right? I mean, it was just abominable last year. And obviously a lot of the focus was on Dak Prescott's injury and Ezekiel Elliott's down year and all the injuries they suffered on the offensive line. But the fact of the matter is, even when Dak Prescott was healthy and they were good on offense early in the season, they couldn't stop anyone. So they changed defensive coordinators. They bring in Dan Quinn, uh, who will run the same kind of style of defense that they were running two years ago and before. That Seattle-style defense. Quinn comes from that background. Uh, and I think the Cowboys, talking to people there, hope that that gets them back. Some of the players who were there before last year gets them back to playing at the level that they were expecting them to play. And they made some changes in the secondary, brought in some new people. Their first six draft picks were defensive players and eight of 11 total. So that was their offseason focus. They know they need to get a lot better on that side of the ball. And their hope is that all the changes they made can help do that. Now, Dan, when, when I look at that division, I'm looking across, and last year it was a joke, right? We, we looked at the teams, and you know, they shouldn't even have had a representative you know, in the playoffs. But this year, you look at some of the offseason moves that the Giants have made. You look at the addition of uh, Fitzmagic Fitz or Fitz Tragic, whichever way you, you, mm-hmm. you want to call them. You know, in Washington, um, who should be the favorite you know, in this division? I think that's a tough one. Uh, I think uh, if Dallas can get the defense to just the middle of the pack, like even they don't even have to be a good defense, just a, a not awful defense, I think they probably deserve to be the favorite because of their firepower on the offensive side. A lot of people are taking Washington. I have a hard time taking Washington for a number of reasons. Number one, there hasn't been a repeat champion in this division in 17 years. And, and I mean, as someone who's covered the division and, and covered teams in the division, like th- there's something to that. I mean, a year ago, you couldn't get anybody to pick anybody but the Eagles, and they finished last. There's some weird <laughs> mojo going on around the NFC East that prevents, that prevents the, the repeat champion. The other thing is, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, people are excited. And yes, he's having this wonderful late career renaissance, but this is a player who's never been to the playoffs. I mean, he's been in the league forever, and he's never <laughs> been to the playoffs. Yeah, they're putting a lot on a guy that just hasn't delivered at that level. So I think there are a lot of question marks there. You look at Washington's defense, it looks awesome. Yes, they look like they've improved on the offensive side of the ball, but we're going to have to see it. And I think we've seen the Cowboys operate that offense at an incredibly high level. And if Dak Prescott's back healthy and the offensive line is back healthy, which is what they're saying is the case, then I think we have a reason to expect them to to continue to operate at a high level on that side of the ball. They just got to get that defense figured out. A little bit. Yeah, and offensively, they need Ezekiel Elliott not to turn the ball over as well. That would help. Uh, you can get more from Dan Graziano and get up at 8 a.m. Eastern on ESPN. Dan, thanks so much for the insight this morning. We appreciate it. 
You got it. All right, let's go back to Aaron Rodgers real quick. Shall we, Bart? I know we're sick Please. of talking about a- it, but a- you got to. Yeah, it, it, we got to. It, you know, um, I'm a Chicago girl, so like A-Rod out of the <laughs> NFC North. This is wouldn't important. Be the worst, this is yeah, important. It wouldn't be the worst thing. I'm just throwing that out there. Nonetheless, uh, Packers don't report till July 27th. Right. Um, Dan just told us he would assume that they're going to have another conversation this yep. week. Yet, hearing from Aaron Rodgers, what was it, a week ago now, where mm-hmm. he was at um, the golf tournament in, in yeah. Tahoe, and he was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to start working out, and I'll make a decision in a couple <laughs> weeks. Well. Well, time's a ticking. Right. Uh, a couple weeks is not the amount of time that Packers fans want him to make a decision. Yet still, uh, where do you think he's at in terms of coming to terms with what he is going to do this offseason? Because, it, like I said, the time is now. It's approaching. Yeah, you know, I said it a while ago, right? It, this, we all know that this isn't about money. This is about them controlling right. the narrative and, and, and controlling when he's a Packer and when he's no longer a Packer. And we know when we look at the contract situation, it was a natural out in 2022. So he's saying, okay, year three, Jordan Love's going to get his opportunity, but then I'm going to be out here and and not be able to go to maybe some great opportunities that's available for me because those opportunities may be closed up. So I want to control my narrative, right? And I've said, you know, from the beginning of this thing, I think the proper compromise is to say, hey, Aaron Rodgers, we're going to let you go and make you a a free agent. Not with any ties, right, because technically he'll still be under contract. We're going to let you become an unrestricted free agent where a team doesn't have to give up anything for you. If you give us this year, give us this last run. And it's important for them to get Aaron Rodgers there, whatever they have to do. And if that means – because they have to get Devontae Adams. If they don't get Devontae Adams, if Aaron Rodgers is not going to be there, you think Devontae Adams is going to stay there the following year? So then you're in a full rebuild, and now the division is wide open. So they have to figure out a way to try and win. I mean, it's been a shame that you arguably have the best quarterback in football for the last (laughs) 10 years, and you only have one Super Bowl Bowl win, right? So that's mismanagement of a great player. So I think they want to go all in. But if Jordan Love doesn't look good in camp, then the advantage is going to go to Aaron Rodgers. Because, listen, they've been able to hide Jordan Love in all these mini camps, haven't been cameras there. Yeah, isn't anybody. the advantage already on Aaron Rodgers? Like, we don't need to wait no, and see. I don't not, care not, if Jordan Love is the second coming. Like, isn't the MVP of the league. Yeah, but, you know, but if Jordan Love looks like he can handle it, because this is a team that has a tremendous defense, and they, and they decide, okay, we're going to win with this defense in a run game and you know, take shots with a young quarterback, an athletic quarterback, much like they did with Colin Kaepernick and kind of play behind the team then it can, hold, it can hold Aaron Rodgers hostage a little bit, understanding that he can say it's not any pressure because we're still winning games. They open up with um, New Orleans. You know, traditionally, that would be a game that say, hey, this can be a push game either way, but they're going against Jameis Winston, not Drew Brees. So if Jordan Love can look good, then it's going to say, okay, Aaron Rodgers, not only you know, can you sit out because we're able to you know, hold, hold the ship you know, in line, but now we can own your rights next year too. Right, because this is the thing. If you don't show up, then your contract doesn't move forward. So you're going to pay all this money back, and we're going to own your rights. And eventually, like Barry Sanders did, remember we say I've seen this in Detroit. Been a Detroit fan. Barry Sanders eventually just retired because he was like, you know, you guys aren't going to let me go. And they say, hey, we're not going to trade you. And he went away. Carson Palmer, he he set out, and he was able to eventually get what he wanted. Yeah, uh, it will be interesting. We do have a slight update, I guess, on Aaron Rodgers from the Packers. Packers president Mark Murphy was asked Friday during a session, essentially, what's the latest? And he, and he said this, I appreciate the question. This is really limited to questions regarding financial statements. <laughs> I would just say there's nothing new to update on the issue that you raised. So if you want to call that an update, sure. Uh, to me, that just says there has been no conversations between yeah, the Packers and the Rodgers. It's, it's a nothing burger. Maybe with cheese? Yeah, that's <laughs> what it would be. Um, all right. What will Chris Paul's legacy ultimately be? Cassidy Hubbard is going to rejoin us to explain that. But first, let's get a Sports Center update. 
into the hole, and Colin Morikawa is the new Open champion, the 149th champion. Big hug for his caddy, warm handshake from Louis Tazen. What a performance by Colin Morikawa. Yes, American Colin Morikawa rallies in the final round to win the Open. Morikawa is the first player in men's golf history to win his tournament debut in two different majors. He won the 2020 PGA Championship in his first appearance. Morikawa is just the second golfer to win the Open and PGA Championship before the age of 25, joining only Tiger Woods. U.S. men's basketball, their team builds momentum with a win over Spain in the final game before the Tokyo Olympics. Meanwhile, the U.S. women's basketball team earned their first exhibition win. They routed Nigeria. The men's team, this is their second straight win following an 0-2 start in exhibition. The women's team, they'll face Nigeria again in their first Olympic preliminary round game. That's on July 27th. Coco Goff tests positive for COVID-19, and she will not play in the Tokyo Olympics. The 17-year-old announced it on social media yesterday. Goff is number 25 in the WTA ranking. Sports Center is brought to you by California Almonds. Country versus country. You versus the home printer. No matter the competition, you need natural fuel. Almonds are exactly that fuel for the best you. Almonds are natural. Energy packed. Stay on task. Feel good fuel to power you through. California Almonds. Own your every day, every day. Cassidy. Oh, man. Rest in peace, Biz. It's a feel good, though. Yes, it is. It's a feel good. Uh, our friend, Cassidy Hubbard, back with us now. Talk a little bit more what I need. about the NBA Finals. Cassie Hubbard, ESPN so NBA reporter. <laughs> the air piano on a Monday morning is a good like one. This song makes me happy so and also yeah. sad at yeah. the same time. It does. It's yeah. a, but it is Lost Bears at, at 57, man. He, yeah. he was just so lovable, like he a big really teddy was. bear. And he his really music was. reflected that, right? Yes. I don't remember any hard songs. It was all loving no. songs. Up. Love and uplifting. And any time, I mean, like I, I met him a couple times, but every time you're around uh, him. I can't do it. I, I don't know how to do <laughs> it. Just that smile. It was just like a teddy bear. Yeah, it was great. Great. Um, Lost a real one. Did. Lose a real one. Uh, How do I transition? You don't. I I don't know. That's it. That's it. What do I say? Okay, that's bye. Yeah, I don't know what to do there. Uh, But we are going to go to the NBA Finals here. We've talked a lot about Giannis, talked a lot about the Milwaukee Bucks. Let's go to the other side. Let's talk about the Suns. (laughs) Um, Chris Paul. Bart here seems to think Chris Paul's legacy is taking a turn for the worse here, especially if the Suns don't win this Finals and don't ultimately hold up the trophy. However... Chris Paul has been on a lot of teams and done some really good things for a lot of teams, done some really good things for a lot of young guys. And you could argue put the Suns in this position. They wouldn't be here without Chris Paul. I mean, let's just call it what it is. And so, Cassidy, what will the legacy of Chris Paul be? Let's just say if they do happen to lose these finals. I don't know. It's hard for me to kind of speak on on legacy. Um, but, I, you know, I think I just want to focus on, like, the, the, the present. I mean, he has been the story of these playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, he has been the feel-good story of these playoffs. I think if they were to lose, um, and and as time passes, I think I still think the way he's carried this Suns team um, and helped DeAndre Ayton um, become who he is, and I think maybe even that's going to be part of his legacy. Mm-hmm. You know, to see how 
this Suns team, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, grow um, going forward in their careers. I, I, I think that's still going to be seen as a big part of, you know, the contributions that Chris has had in the NBA, one of the greatest leaders that the NBA has seen both on and off the court. I mean, like I think a lot of people will look at these last two years as part of his overall legacy. Now, if you're just going to have the conversation of, of, of rings and that that's the going to be the yeah. determining factor, whether you, or not you deserve to be like, you know, up there with the greatest, then you know, there's, there's no winning that argument. Yeah. But if you're talking about the overall legacy, just what he pulled off to get the bubble to, to actually happen. Mm-hmm. And then what he pulled off this year. I mean, granted it was a bunch of people who out, but he would, I mean, he's the president of the players association. Yeah. And there was, you know, we saw even Le- LeBron push back on like this, this season, um, you know, was rushed and, like the all-star game not happening, but all of that contributes the overall health of the league. So yeah. I just think the overall legacy, whether he wins or loses, like I just think Chris Paul's legacy of being one of the great leaders of the NBA is solidified. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I mean, it's a different argument, right? Because we're talking about impact and contribution to the game, right? And the well-being of the game. That's one thing. And we're nitpicking, right? Because we know he's a bona fide Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. Nobody's denying that. But we, we talk about that, and, and athletes among themselves always talk about it. It's different, it's different rooms in the Hall of Fame, right? And, 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 you know, if he is able to get a championship, that puts him in a different room. That takes him out of the room with Allen Iverson. It takes him out of the room with Jason Kidd. It takes him out of the room with John Stockton. All the great um, little guys that weren't able to get it done. Right, that puts him up there above Isaiah Thomas. I feel right. You know, one of the guys that was. But you just named a bunch of guys, bunch of Hall of Famers. Right. Chris Paul is certified Hall of Famer. Yeah, but the great so, amongst greats. Like, it, like you know, it's just a debate about who's the greatest of of all time. Right. Amongst athletes. Right. You know, just getting in the hall is one thing. Right. And that's his own house. Yeah. But I don't think if he would have won a championship, that's putting him in the greatest of all time. That's putting no, no, that's putting him in the greatest of all time for the little man, the six feet and under the little guy. Right. Because we know they have to be effective and they have to be um, outstanding in a different way because physically he can't do it. Right. He's never been able to be able to physically go by anybody. He's not faster than anybody. Right. Because the little guy can't dominate like KD can dominate or like Michael Jordan, who was just physically. So is this coming down to you for like the best point guards of all time? Because I still think he's top best, five. Best little man, right? Best little man. Little man is a re- like that is a, a very know. specific but, 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 no, no. Uh, category. Yeah, it is. But it's but it's some some of our best uh, contributors to the game was little man, right? Isaiah mm-hmm. Thomas, Pistol Pete, mm-hmm. uh, John Stockton. Right, yeah, we don't put him there like with Magic. Magic because Magic was physically able yes. to dominate because he was six nine point guard. Right, right. It is hard to dominate in, in, in amongst the trees at six feet, and he's found a way to be effective and be a great player. Yeah, not being able to physically, you know, the guys that he's guarding are usually two, three, four inches taller than him. Mm. Right, and you know, Steph Curry. You can ask Steph Curry into that, into that, to that uh, wall. Even though he's like six three, a little bit taller, like Steve Francis. Mm. Like you put it, I put him in that category. Uh, it, okay. At the end of the day, Chris Paul has done a lot of things. And and you could talk about what he's done on the court, and you can obviously look to what he's done off the court. And I feel like he's made every team he's gone to better. He's made the people around him better. And and he is one of of the good guys in the NBA. And I feel like that is also part of his I also think the transformation of his career. Yes. You know, like what we've seen over the last couple of years. I mean, he had had a – 
terrible rep of being. Yeah, his um, the narrative on him that he can't play in the sandbox with other great players. Yes. Now you talk about what he did in OKC. That was a young team, a young roster where he was the undeniable right. leader. You talk about not being able to mesh with James Harden. You know whatever happened at Lob City. Right, that's a narrative as well because he's not the he may be the most one of the most respected players, but it doesn't seem like he's the most liked player amongst the players. Not everybody's a Chris Paul fan. Not okay, yeah. Let's leave that right there. Let's wait till maybe after we figure out who wins the championship to decide what maybe would go into his legacy as Mm -hmm. well. Let's switch gears here. Talk a little bit about the rumors that we've been hearing over the weekend (coughs) slash the truths we've been hearing out of Damian Lillard's mouth (laughs) over the weekend. Um, and, And it sounds like it sounds like. If I, I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but I'm kind of not. Damian Lillard laying out what he wants. He needs help. He needs help in Portland. If he's going to stay, he needs somebody to come in that could give him a big two, big three, whatever it is, to help them be more competitive in the West. Doesn't want to be traded, but if it has to come down to that, that, that seems to be what it is. Would you agree that's what he's saying at this point, Cassidy? Yes. <laughs> um, I just, I just want to make the point of look at the Bucks. And this is how I'm going to bring it to them back to the NBA Finals. Look yeah. what Bucks did. Look what the Bucks did for Giannis. They they gave a king's ransom for Drew Holiday, and this you know, and it's as we saw Game Five, it paid off. He they got him the help, um, which now and then 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 they pulled in PJ Tucker. They made they made moves. They realized that they had a generational talent that mm-hmm. they need to make. They, at, in his prime, that they needed to strike and take advantage of. And I think that's the point that Damian Lillard is making. Now, the, the Blazers have had fine seasons, but it, it's not good enough. It's not good enough in the West. It's not good enough in the greater landscape of the NBA. And they have a star in Damian Lillard. He needs help. And so that's what I feel like he's saying. I don't know if he's threatening anything. He's no, just saying, that's what Let's, I think he's saying too. It, there's no, like, the status quo ain't it. Yeah, the the problem is like I don't know how they get that star without you know getting rid of C.J. McCollum, right? And, and I think he and needs more than one. You know, Nurchitz like you know Nurchitz is a free agent. I don't know if he's a guy that you know they want back anyway. But that's the thing, got to figure it out, right? And, and and in the West, how are they going to attract anybody there, and how are they going to get enough pieces to take them to the next level? I mean, you look at what you know the the, the West is so stacked, and you know Luca's having the same issue right he needs some more stars because Porzingis ain't it right so they're going to be fighting like what organization is willing to go more all in I think Cuban has shown that he's willing to put the chips in the middle of the table a lot more than what the Portland I mean, organization has been able to do the east west is stacked the east is stacked too mm-hmm. it, it, the, the, the comparisons in the divisions doesn't matter to me as much as the fact of like he's been asking for it now and they've had opportunities to give it to him in the past like this isn't Dame's second year with the yeah. trailblazers like why haven't they done it yet like is it really going to take it going public like this for them to go make moves like that's what kind of rubs me the wrong way with the whole trailblazers thing like they have made the playoffs the last eight seasons but they got nothing to show for it they're bouncing the first round typically or the second round and it's not fair to a guy as you said Cassidy who's been in his prime has shown all of his cards is clutch as can be like what gives they they got to get their act together now or never it seems like yeah, I just don't know what that move is. I don't know how they improve this. Yeah, roster. but that's not our job. Yeah, that's Neil yeah. Shea's job. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think that's what that's what Dame is saying. And, and that's believe, not his job either. And believing in, in Chauncey Billups, first year coach, like you know, he's he's at that 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 point right where you know the, the diminishing returns are going to start coming back. Right, he's he's thirty one years old. He's saying maybe I got four years for me yeah. to be the lead guy before I need some young guy like Anthony Davis 
or like LeBron said, to come carry some of this heavy lifting during the regular season for me. I mean, you, you kind of apply it to like all of our jobs. Like we're not, you know, we're not NBA players where you're a professional athlete. But yeah. like, you know, you can't Cassie just. and I are chilling. You can't, <laughs> can't just accept. You can't just like stay quiet sometimes right. and, and, and expect things just to happen to right. you. Sometimes you have to be the squeaky wheel. And um, whether or not, I mean, and I think it's just uncharacteristic of, of, of Dame because we've looked at Damian Lillard as someone who's like, who said, I'm going to stay loyal to the Blazers. And that's been a part of his identity as much as Dame time has. Yep. Um, but, you know, and I just don't think you can fault him for being like, no, hey, guys, <laughs> you know, I need some, yeah, help. need some help. Like, yeah, why would you fault him? You need an easy button, man. He has to do because people much. fault people. <laughs> people, <laughs> people. It's true. Um, all right, Cassidy, thanks so much for the insight. We appreciate it. It was fun hanging out with I you this morning. Fun, guys. It's been Brazil. Yes. I loved it. Uh, every year, expectations <laughs> are high as NFL training camp starts. Of course it is. Best time of the year. Who's heading in to put up put, put up or shut up season? Give us a call, 888-729-3776. That's Tanes. But first, Bart's got this from Indeed. The reasons to find your next hire with Indeed are starting to add up. Just look at the numbers. Instant match searches, millions of resumes, and Indeed database to deliver candidates whose resume fit your job description. They have 135 skills tests that goes beyond the resume to help you find the right candidate faster. And according to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all the other job sites combined. So if you want to multiply your employees and subtract the hassles of finding them, visit Indeed.com slash credit. The NFL is billing this as the biggest season ever. Just think about how many record holders we might have. But I think all in all, look, football is football. The more the merrier for us. Let's just get it going. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right. (laughs) 
<laughs> Keyshawn, J. Will and Zubin. Presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Shea Cornette, Bart Scott filling in for Key, J, and Z this morning. Um, you heard that little note on Big Ben Roethlisberger, and Mike Tannenbaum kind of wants to add to that. ESPN NFL front office insider was on Get Up. Uh, had a, a poignant comment, I'll leave it at that, on what Big Ben's next season's going to look like. Take a listen. He's going to be bad, and I expect him to be benched by the middle of the season, and here's why. Wow. When I was at the Jets and the Dolphins, Ben Roethlisberger was a big physical, could get the ball down the field quarterback. He's had a great career. It's over. They're paying Ben Roethlisberger for what he used to do, not what he's going to do in the future. And those three other quarterbacks in the AFC North are getting better. He's getting older, and that's a big problem for the Steelers long term. All right. So Mike Tannenbaum believes that Ben is going to be benched midway through the season. I I just wanted to, for uh, laughs here, pull up what their schedule looks like. Their bye week is week seven, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They open the the season week one at Buffalo. So that's a rough game. But then they got the Raiders, the Bengals, Green Bay, which is quarterback situations up in the air. Denver and Seattle. Pretty winnable games, I think, for Pittsburgh out of the gate outside of Buffalo there. Nonetheless, Mike Tannenbaum thinking that Steelers – we're going to sit Ben Roethlisberger halfway through the season. For who? Yeah, what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> like, I, listen, I love Uncle TB, but come on, man. Like, you're killing me, Petey. Like, Dwayne Haskins? Like, it, it really, is that who, who they're going to sit, the, the arguably the best quarterback in franchise history? You know, or are they going to bring in Mason Rudolph? Like, come on, man. Like, listen, Ben Roethlisberger led this team to an 11-0 and uh, record last year. Right, amidst all the things that were going on, and you know, for everybody, I understand that they got some young guns in that division, but I would arguably say that Big Ben is still a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. And yeah, I said it. Listen, this is a guy that can still make the throws, and he's a guy that have seen every exotic blitz. He can always get you in the right play. I mean, but Peyton he can't Man- always get out of it. But, That's but, the problem. Yes, but Peyton Manning, he's still going to be more athletic than Peyton Manning, right? Peyton Manning run a, won a Super Bowl with what? A great defense, and he made he got his always got his team in the right uh, play. He wasn't at, the, at Peyton Manning's last year. He wasn't a great quarterback. They won in spite of him, not because of Peyton Manning. But Peyton Manning could do one thing: get them in the right running play. See where the safety's coming down. He's seen every blitz. You, he he knew where to go with the hots to. He knew how to get the ball into the hands of his playmakers. Ben Roethlisberger, and listen, I told you at the beginning of the show. My name is Buck Nasty. I'm one of the biggest haters in the world, but I cannot hate on Big Ben. I think Big Ben is still going to compete in his division, and it still is one of those organizations, much like the Jet. The no, not well, like the Ravens and like the Seattle Seahawks, that you can never count them out. I don't care who the hell on their roster. Okay, I'll agree with that. Never I, had a losing record, Mike Tomlin. I know, and, and I'll agree with the fact that you obviously have some consistency and con- some continuity with Mike Tomlin and Big Ben Roethlisberger. I do not think he's going to get benched midway through the season, unless there's some sort of injury, obviously. Let's, ma- let's make that caveat right now. But it, it, in agreement with you, who are you going to sit him for? <laughs> Dwayne Haskins can't keep a job. He's he's in trouble. It feels like every other week. Yeah, well, last I mean, week to be specific. Yeah, not and not like, his fault. We don't, yeah, okay, don't go there. Not his fault. Um, it, it, and then when you look at the rest of the division, go that I think is the best argument in terms of you have to play these teams more than once. And yes, I know you don't really believe in the Browns and the Bengals. The Bengals aren't going to be world beaters in this in right. this division, but they're going to be better. They're going to sneak some in. They're going to yeah. win some games. But okay, don't you have an extra wild card this year. Yeah, right? you so, have, you have so an extra. Game and you right. You have an extra game and you have more wild card. I actually think the extra game 
does not work in favor for Ben Roethlisberger, given his age and what they've got around him. And the only other thing I'll say about the Steelers, I said it earlier, is the fact that they haven't been able to reload the way they're used to in years past because of the cap hell that they've been living in. Mm -hmm. And they just don't have the same kind of assets to go out, grab, pay, move people around the way they've been able to do it or the way that Ben and Mike Tomlin have been accustomed to in the past. All that to say, I'm not here that's going to say Ben Roethlisberger is going to be benched midway through the season and the Steelers aren't going to be good. They could easily easily beat every team in their division more than one time. They're 11-0. Like, and they, listen, they, they have a great – they don't have an average defense. And when T.J. Watt comes back, they have a great defense, like top five defense. And then you, I'm looking at his skill positions. Ebron, you know, Najee Harris is going to be, you know, great for them. The fact that Juju went back gives them yeah, that third that slot receiver. You know, Claypool is only going to take the next step. And Juju's ready, man. He's done with his TikToks. He's ready no, he to say, focus. No, he say they're back. Oh, come on. Yeah, same thing. Make you laugh, make you cry, son. Like, he's going to be getting I, I a lot of I don't mind if he's blows. doing it. I just don't want him dancing on the logo pregame distractions, talking about it after the game. Like, can we just avoid that? Like, yeah. I don't mind the TikToks in the locker room after right, a right, dub. Right, right, like, right. that's fine. Um, okay, the other thing that we've been talking a lot about is put up or shut up year, and, who, and who's mm. it going to be? Cam Newton's the one that said it. He said, this is a put up or shut up year for the Patriots and Cam Newton. You and I had a list as well. Jimmy Garoppolo was on there. Help me. Who else did we, we say? Jim Carson Winston, Wentz. Carson Wentz. Um, I put Jalen Hurts on there, but, you know. Jalen Hurts is an iffy one, and Andy Dalton I don't think belongs either. Nonetheless, uh, some people want to weigh in. The phone number is 888-729-3776. We have time for a couple. Let's start in Steve in California. Steve, quickly, who you got? Put up or shut up this year in the NFL? Well, I'm a 49er fan. I got to say it's Kyle Shanahan. Mm. Kyle Shanahan. Okay, Kyle Shanahan has been – to the Super Bowl. Well, not last year, the year before. But, yes, Kyle Shanahan. But probably along the same lines of Jimmy G. Like, you went out, you made a bold move with Trey Lance, and so this is a year for Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers. Put up or shut up. They were last in their division last year, albeit a very good division. Well, more injuries than anybody last year. I think they were still respectable, I believe, at 7-9. and So you would think with a healthy team, you know, coming back and and, and Bosa coming back, that they're going to be much more improved. Um, Kittle's being healthy. So, you know, put up or shut up. I think that they love him and know that he's going to be a long-term solution there as a coach. Yeah, we were more talking about guys that could lose their jobs, essentially, if they don't figure it out. Somebody's ready to walk the green mile going over Sparky. You know what I mean? (laughs) I have to, like, dissect things that Bart says in the break. Like, it takes me, like, way more time to process it. Uh, All right, we got to go back to hoops coming up next. Dame Dalla to the Knicks. Could that actually be real? Or perhaps that's just a dream. That's next. You're listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Bart Scott, Shea Cornette filling in. It's ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and ESPN Radio on your smart speaker. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.